following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. And come to you live on tape with a snap for this Tuesday, April 25th, 2023. The evening after Mr. Rogers Monday, where we have all got to calm down a little bit from the earth-shattering news that broke two months ago, but was released yesterday. Anywho, today was obviously less active, but still had a little juice. And speaking of juice... There was a nice little wagering story that broke today. Juice. Get it? Juice. It's a fucking wagering joke. Oh, anyway. Uh, and we'll get to that in a bit. But, first off, let me say, if you're not watching the NHL playoffs, especially the Oilers King series, you are missing out. The playoff... Hockey so far through a week and change has been awesome. <laughs> Fucking awesome. NBA playoffs so far have fucking stunk. I mean, all the series have been horrific. You've had injuries. Giannis and Bead. Giannis comes back and then the Heat still take him and move that series to 3-1. Which was like, no, really? I mean, God, you're going to take Giannis in the one seat out here in the first round? The Jimmy Butler in the heat? Get the fuck out of here. But all the other series have been kind of junky, you know? I mean, all 3-1. You know, John Morant, granted, he got his wrist banged up in, I believe it was game one. But, I mean, Lakers are going to get rid of those guys in four. At five, that is. It's 3-1. I mean, maybe Memphis pulls one more game out, but that series is over. And so we're going to have to deal with LeBron for yet another another round. And, I, you know, if it's not for Phoenix, you know, or if Golden State can right the ship, I, I think the Lakers actually could go into the conference finals at least. You know, if not more. It's just, it, it's ridiculous. But I'm hoping that, uh, you know, the Suns, continue to build off what they've been working on here. You know, I mean, Durant only got there a hot second ago. And so, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a, a Durant fan. I'm not an anti-Durant guy. I, it's just, you know, I, I at this point, I'd probably like him to get one more just on his own. If he didn't get it, I'd love for the, the, the Warriors to get it because I'm all for dynasties and history. And for the Warriors to continue to win, I think is awesome. You know, LeBron going to L.A. and winning another one after he won he won the one in the bubble, right? Somebody out there, correct me. Um, but, like, who gives a shit? You know, I mean, LeBron's been doing this now for 20-plus years. You know, he, he won nothing in Cleveland, went to went to uh, the Heat, won two, left, went back to Cleveland, won one, left, went to L.A., won a rinky-dink bullshit one COVID year, you know, and still there. It's kind of like, who cares? You know, you talk about Le- LeBron, you got to talk about all 20 years. 
And he was lucky to get the two in Miami because had Popovich left Duncan on the floor, they never would have got that goddamn rebound and they never would have gotten the three-pointer. It was like, what are you doing? Why is Duncan on the bench? Not to mention, why not just foul? Just make sure he can't get the three. Just foul right away. Anyway. Um, go Tim Duncan, go Wake Forest. So, uh, anyway, I you know, I would rather see the Golden State Warriors get, uh, you know, a championship or something rather than LeBron because, like, who cares? So, and anyway, I, now I'm talking about NBA basketball. I, I said NBA was the shittiest. I should be talking about the hockey because the hockey is phenomenal. And the, and the Kings-Edmonton series has been, I mean, appointment television. Appointment television. They've gotten an overtime every single game, I think. And uh, here they are tonight as I'm recording this. It's 3-2 Edmonton. And, uh, you know, Edmonton's got Connor McDavid, so uh, Gretzky Jr., uh, you know, probably one of, if not the best player since Gretzky to come through. I mean, you've had Lemuse and Yagers and Federal. You know, you've had all these guys, Eisermans, and uh, you know, you had all these guys come and go, right? And some were, you know, Sid the Kid and, um, I mean, shit, I'm, I'm forgetting. Oh, the, the guy down at D.C. that uh, scores all the goals. But uh, regardless, I, the, McDavid is legit. He's a great, great player. Fun to watch. It's just it's crazy. He's, he just hasn't won anything as of yet, right? So you hope that maybe this is the year. But it's been a fucking hard-fought series here uh, in, well, this game is out in Edmonton today. So they're going nuts. they got people fucking jammed out in uh, the streets of Edmonton. Around the, the, I'd love to be up there watching this game right now. But very entertaining to watch uh, if you can stand all the goddamn advertisements that are all over the rink now. I mean, shit, there are, there are advertisements on the boards. There are advertisements on the plexiglass. There are adverti- fake advertisements on the ice that look like they're under the ice. And then you have all of the paid-for permanent advertisements that are also on the ice, that are also on the boards, that are elsewhere. It's just like, I mean, oh my God. You know, and NBA did the same thing. You know, every time I, I turn on an NBA NBA game in the playoffs, I'm staring at this stupid Ruffles logo that's superimposed on the court. I hate Ruffles. I fucking hate them. Who likes Ruffles? It's not a good chip. You want a good chip? Get an Uts. Get the crab chip. It's a fucking good chip right there. Fucking ruffles. Take your fucking ruffles. Stick those under bit sideways. Dust them off and stick them right up. You can the ass. You know, you know what I mean? Anybody? 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 Oh, fuck. Yeah, I butchered. I butchered your shit, but that's all right. Um, you know, I mean, you, you stink anyway. I mean, nobody is watching anything you're doing anymore because you are fucking Awful. You're terrible. That Black Adam. <laughs> that fucking Black Adam movie. Give me a hell yeah. Hell no. That fucking thing blew dick. It was horrific. Anyway, um, yeah, Ruffles. Who fucking wants one of those fucking Ruffles? Nobody wants a Ruffle. Get the fucking out. Uh, but they take these, they superimpose these logos all over the court now. So it's, uh, you know, and then it changes. You know, and I mean, some of them are, are just kind of like, okay, it's there. I, I don't really notice. But the Ruffles... Big, gigantic. It looks like a cartoon logo, for Christ's sake. You know, like, when is enough enough? You, you turn on the NBA TV and you see some of these old school ones. You're like, oh, my God. It's it's a <laughs> it's a superimposed score and a score clock and then just the court and players. Barely ever advertisements anywhere except for where you don't care about, which is like the score, the score uh, table and all the rest of that shit. But, 
uh, you know, nowadays it's just uh, on the goddamn helmets, on on the jerseys, on the ice, <laughs> underneath the ice, fake, uh, on the plexiglass. I, it's just, where can we stick more advertisements? You know, the, only a matter of time before these guys just start, uh, you know, renting out their bodies and just getting tattoos of uh, contracts because, I, you know, uh, of advertisements. Because I'm sure they'll come out with some, I mean, they have AI that's going to write movies for us in, you know, a year or two. I'm sure they're going to be able to come out with some kind of technology that's able to remove tattoos. So, yeah, put put ruffles right under my fucking eye bags, you know, right on my cheeks. Fucking ruffles on both sides of them. And give me fucking, I don't know how many million a year. I'll get them taken off in two years, right? You get a three-year, or you do it in Per season, right? You know, I get a tattoo on my fucking face of uh, Trojan X large can condoms. And then, uh, you know, at the end of the season, I'll get them removed. That's what we're like years away from that as soon as AI barred chat GPT or PTS or whatever. I got PTS. Uh, it creates that shit. So anyway, um, where, was, where was I? Playoff stuff? Yeah. Go watch it, especially hockey. It's fucking awesome. Basketball, hopefully they pick it up right now. Not so much. But anyway, um, that is Monday. Um, and uh, let's just uh, go all the way back to what we're here for. That was the NFL. Um, today we had our send-offs. Rodgers stepped up. He ended up saying goodbye. He did it, uh, if I'm not mistaken, through Twitter. Everything that you would think, uh, Twitter or Instagram, everything you thought he'd say he said you know this is not the end I'll see you again Green Bay just not right now because I'm going to take my talents to Broadway um, and on the flip side you know the, the Packers came out and wished Aaron the best said he was great fantastic um, everything that you wish that a quarterback and a player would be um, and uh, and the GM Brian uh, uh, and I actually <laughs> because I butcher names and I do it so frequently, I actually went and listened to how to pronounce it because I had not heard it enough on the television. And oh, as I'm watching what happened here, uh, I'm watching the Oilers Kings game, and it looked like some Oiler just lost a tooth. And I think the ref just took a shot, and he might have lost a tooth, or he's spitting out blood or something. Like I said, watch NHL hockey; it's fucking great. So anyway, uh, I butcher names so bad that uh, here's the replay and what happened. How the guy the guy get a stick? Oh shit! He took a fucking elbow right in the goddamn face. That's awesome. Oh, good for the ref. Fucking party time. Oh, fucking head's ringing right now, boy. Um, anyway, so I went to YouTube to figure out how to pronounce this guy's name. Because I was like, I am going to fucking butcher it. Uh, and sure enough, uh, it's like, uh, Brian, uh, let me, uh, I, I need to see it. Uh, Goon, Goont, Goont Koontz. No, Goot Koontz. Good Koontz, like Gouda, Good, and then Koontz. Good Koontz. Good Koontz. I still can't do it. Fucking, oh my God. This is like. I did listen to it, I swear to God. And I'm not high and I'm not drunk. I just couldn't pronounce Good Koontz. Brian. So the GM, Brian G, uh, you know, he wished uh, the best to Mr. Rogers as you thought he would. I know this. He'll always be a Packer. He'll be one of the best who's ever done it around here. A lot of respect. Who isn't going to say this shit? Look, at the end, it was ugly. You guys wanted him to fuck out of there. He wanted to fuck out of there. 
He wanted to go do it somewhere else. You guys were sick and tired of all his goddamn antics. He was taking fucking mushrooms out in the goddamn hills. You know, I going on uh, uh, fucking, what the hell is the, the punter fucking Pat McAfee every other week just, you know, dropping shit everywhere. It's just enough. Enough. The, the whole routine. The, the Jets fucking open arms. Like, bring it in. Come in. Fucking, we'll send you the limo. Get the, the, the Learjet coming your way. You are fucking here. Let's lock that shit up. Get this done with. Um, but, you know, for the Packers, it was like enough. So um, they all say goodbye to each other there. And so, I, you know, Jets, then they had the Jets have their prize conference, right? So uh, Roger says goodbye and thank you. Packers say goodbye and thank you. The Jets come through and they just end up patting themselves on the back a little bit and then like kissing Robert Sala's ass, giving him credit for Aaron Rodgers getting there, you know, because he's changed this whole franchise around. Um, here is uh, here. Well, let's let's get this going uh, here. I'm gonna do. I'm I'm testing fate here because yesterday, as you all know, I tried to insert audio, which worked out really well couple weeks ago or last week and then I tried it last night and it brought everything to a goddamn halt because nothing fucking worked the whole game so I shut down everything today and I re reloaded it and I've tested it out and it seems like it works so as I go here to Joe Douglas and, and try to play the audio of him giving all this credit and the GM's always uh, there's there's got to be no personality it always has to be very straight faced and with no emotion and everything uh just in the uh, articulate everything the same way, uh, enunciate everything uh, without emotion. I said emotion five times. So think of something else to say, Rich, you fucking asshole. Um, and uh, that's about it, right? And it's funny because this same kind of approach, if you watch the WrestleMania after show, you would have seen that uh, the great Triple H uses the same approach with when he is doing his press conferences. He talks the same way, very slow, very... Uh, uh, thought, thought out, uh, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, uh, so here we go. So Joe Douglas, um, he goes up there to give credit where credit is due, I guess. Is it really? I don't know. Oh, and, uh, yeah. So like I said, uh, of course it wouldn't fucking play, but that one is on me, not on my computer. I can't play in that one because fucking asshole. Are you fucking retarded? I am a little bit. Uh, didn't turn the volume up on the pot. So uh, here we go. Let's try that one again. Uh, Aaron's one of the one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. Yes, he is. And um, is it newsworthy to, to have an opportunity to to add a player of that that caliber? Um, you're always gonna you're always gonna look into it and, and how it how it fits within within Whoa, the culture. Whoa! Fucking our team. stop the presses! If you have the chance to add a historic quarterback to your team, you're always gonna take a chance to think about that. Who can't be a GM if this is the thought process that goes into it? You have a chance to get the one of the best quarterbacks ever to play. Oh, fuck. Sign. Yeah. I, I, why don't you th I, I think we should talk about it. <laughs> Do you? Oh, man. Fucking, can you be my GM? Uh, anyway, uh, as we continue here. And, um, you know, obviously, um, it's it, it, it goes back to something I said to you guys in Phoenix. It's a real credit to Robert, his staff. And what he's been able been able to implement? Why? Um, Tell me with why. With our players and with with everyone here, that a, that a player that. of Aaron's caliber um, would even want to come here. Oh, stop. stop! 
Okay. Aaron Rodgers is going there, and it has nothing to do with Robert Sala. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Robert Sala could be Joe fucking Schmo. Uh, it has to do with the fact that their cap can handle the trade and that their offense happens to have drafted really well and put talent where it needs to be. So there is talent in the line and talent uh, at the wide receivers. And what they are sorely lacking is a quarterback. Coupled with the fact that it's in fucking New York City. That's what this is about. Robert Sala getting any kind of credit here is, I mean, patently offensive. If I had my fucking clock next to me, I'd point it down into my fucking Johnson and shoot. Because it's just fucking ridiculous. Robert Sala is the reason. Robert Sala is the reason that that Aaron Rodgers is coming to you in New York. He woke up and he said, "You know who I want to fucking play with? You know who I want to play with? I want to play with Robert fucking Sala." That's the ticket right there. That's the ticket right there. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to go with Robert Sala. Oh, fucking enough. <laughs> enough of this. Let's just. Just be happy about it. Just be happy and honest about it. Uh, I mean, it's just been like, hey, look, you know. Uh, but, you know, not to mention, what has Robert Sala done? Hmm? Hmm? That's not like for Yoda. Uh, he has done uh, not a whole fucking hell of a lot. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you think about the first two Robert Sala years, you're not thinking, oh, man, that has fucking Hall of Fame career written all over it. All over it. I mean, it does not. They finished the they finished the season seven and ten. Right? Seven and ten. Uh with a losing streak of six. That's that's how the season played out. Historic. Historic. Uh they well hold on. So, let's just go through. After their bye week, which was week 10, they lost to New England. <laughs> they beat the fucking Bears. And then here we go. Ready for this one? Get ready. Here we go. Lost to Minnesota 27-22. Lost to Buffalo 2012. Lost to Detroit 2017. Lost to Jacksonville 19-3. Lost to Seattle 23-6. And then lost to Miami 11-6. Robert Sala just fucking taking it home. Taking it home. Oh, I forgot about his first year. Oh, okay. How did his first year go? Yeah. Well, let's uh, take this same week. Let's just... You want to go after the bye week? Why don't we go after the bye week? I, you know, that, that's... I mean, it was early. It was week number six. So we'll just rip through these. New England loss. Cincinnati win. Indianapolis loss. Buffalo loss. Miami loss. Houston win. Philadelphia loss. New Orleans loss. Miami loss. Jacksonville win. Uh, Bucks loss. Buffalo loss. If you haven't noticed, there's one soundbite that's going off way more than anything else. It's that one. Annoying the shit out of everybody, including myself. So, how did he end that season after the bye week? Oh, he went three and... Hmm, let's dial it up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Three and nine. Three and nine to end 
year one, and he lost seven straight to end year two. But Robert Sala got Aaron Rodgers here. That's what happened. Again, we have a fucking problem in our world right now with reality and the perception of reality. And which one it actually means something. Um, but uh, so be it. So uh, Douglas and them uh, pat themselves on the back and, uh, you know, they give the big kiss on uh, the royal Sala ass for getting Aaron Rodgers here. So uh, anyway. Um, and then, I, you know, I have been playing these clips because... I can't help it. I am a moth to the flame. And I think I have used that in three of my past ten fucking podcasts. But it's the truth. I can't help it. Screaming A. Smith. Doing as usual. And I mean, I do. I despise this clown. But his audio is fantastic. Because you can just shit on it. Endlessly. Endlessly. So here he is, and yesterday I didn't know who it was. I I, I thought it was uh, Demarcus Wiley. I was wrong. It is Marcus Spears. It was Marcus Spears was one of the individuals that was on NFL Live yesterday. I think he's the one that clapped his hands and fucking threw Schefter all off. Um, but here it's a screaming A. Smith. It doesn't even matter because I, Spears is not even going to talk in this. But this is the day after. This is first take, uh, as you would think. And so uh, Favre has gone to the Big Apple. And Stephen A. Smith, who's from the Bronx, and I am the New York authority on everything. And let me tell you how it is in the city. Okay. So let's hear Stephen A. Smith. I, I, I say it like I hate it. And then I'm just like, I'm geeked to even listen to it. I mean, fucking go. We, we got right Aaron Rodgers in the Big Apple. We got Aaron Oh, my goodness, it's always the same. Oh my goodness, this is always the same. And then I'm going to do a... Right? It's, I mean, it's like... Uh, it, there is somebody who should be getting fucking residuals for the uh, the copyright infringement of this style. Uh, and uh, it might be somebody I'm thinking of right now. But anyway, uh, <laughs> and here we go. And then he's going to do the whole, like, oh, he's a bad man. Uh, you know, Ali, fucking dead in his grave. He's just like, can I have my shit back? Bad man is in the Big Apple, baby. And last time I checked, this <laughs> thirteen million folks knows this. You can thirteen million for this fucking guy. You can bring guy. up a tight end. You can bring up an offensive line. You can bring up an elite defense, which the New York Jets have. If you don't have a quarterback, it amounts to nothing in this day and age. This ain't If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything in the NFL in this day and age. Fucking I, appointment television, DVR this shit, guys. DVR it. Who I love, by the way, led the Baltimore Ravens to the Super Bowl. This is a different day. This is a different time and a different era. And when you Tell can us stand why. in the pocket or scramble out of it to your left, to your right, and throw dimes, okay, that's one thing. Number two, when you're succeeding, Zach. That's Wilson, one thing. If you've looked at, there was. Uh, Fuck, I think it was CBS Sports had the stats on Favre from last year, and he ranked the lowest of, like, all of his stats relative to the rest of his career. Like, all of them. Like, fourth to lowest, third to lowest, the lowest ever, and it, whatever they were. Look at CBS Sportsline. They had the whole thing. But, you know, this guy who could, he can, he can go to the right, he can go to the left, and he can throw dimes. Well, not a 
According to CBS's fucking stats. Heaven having arrived early. You didn't even have to pass away and have a funeral. All right. And a repass before it happened. You are alive and well. And heaven has arrived for New York City. Because you finally got a quarterback. Number three. Number three. Boring. Right now. When you look at the New York Jets. As elite as this defense is. When you look at Garrett Wilson. When you look at pieces that they're getting. When you look at Hall and the fact that he's going to be back. You when are you look Look at what they put together. I got news for you, Marcus Spears. We can talk about one year or two all you want to. But one of the things that he's been an expert at is getting his bag. Now, I understand parody exists in the National Football League. But there's a difference between playing in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and then you come straight off the streets of Broadway and you return. Whoa. There's a difference between New York City and fucking Wisconsin? Who would have thought that? In the irrelevancy after more than a half century of being irrelevant. Mm. Let me tell you something right now. I don't think he's going to retire in two years because he's in New York. And if that brother shows up in New York and he finds a way to deliver a championship to to Gotham City, do you have any idea what that's going to mean for his pockets, for his status, for the allure that New York City brings, the dollars coming Such off Madison Avenue. Oh, yes. The New York Jets have won this. And by the way, show him some love. Won well, what? You know what? Love got to show some love to the Green Bay Packers mm. fans by Why? showing he's a worthy successor to the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I don't give a damn what anybody says. Yeah. The Jets won this trade. Oh, there you go, everybody. Jets won this trade. Holy fuck. That's two minutes. But I mean, Jesus. Please. Speaking of Jesus, I, I, I found another clip of, of Stephen A. Smith. God intentionally will put you in a position of being overwhelmed so that you can discover him. Whoa. Stephen A. Smith makes $13 million, sir. Do you get any residuals? Do you get anything? How many people in this room have ever been overwhelmed? Stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. I'm standing up right now. If you feel like you're overwhelmed, if you feel like people are pulling at you and tugging at you and calling you and asking you for more and more and more and more and more. Just one man, sir. His name is Stephen A. Smith. I want you to just go ahead and say, I am not enough. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm enough. I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm okay with that. I accept that. I, I, but I, I have uh, a God. I can't do this. I, who I, is more than enough? Oh, you got me. Praise Him. I'm lost. Right where you are. Yes. Yes. Can God yes. take Stephen A. Smith yes. out of our lives? I you of the stress but I don't want him out of my life. I need him. All the time. But I, I want him out of my life. God is enough. But he's not. God is not enough without Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith gave you material and shit to laugh at. You you but with God, you I'm just whole and happy. You can't be but without Stephen A. Smith, you're you bored to, to tears. And let it go and rejoice in the God of your salvation. Anybody else hear the similarity? Anybody? 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 Alrighty then. Man, I'm tired of being right. So, uh, that's it for Screaming A. Smith. Um, then <laughs> there was one other thing that I just don't understand this take on the Aaron Rodgers story. Is that the 
Jets got completely submarined in this deal. Or not submarined, I should say. But they gave up a ton of value. I don't understand it. I don't see it. I don't get it. And I've looked at it, and I've, I, I've looked at the trade again. It's not that big of a fucking deal. They gave him Rodgers, right? I mean, that that's a huge loss for Green Bay. They flip two spots in the first round. That's it. 15 to 13. They get a two. Then the Packers move down in whatever round that other pick is, going to two, 207, giving the Jets 170. And then they give up a guaranteed two, possible one the next year. Right? So the, the first round pick is negligible. It's two spots. Who gives a shit? Right? So a second. So you traded Aaron Rodgers for two twos or possibly a second and a first. That's what you got for Aaron Rodgers. It's not a big deal. And so then I I look at pro football talk, and I start looking, and holy shit, I, you know, here it is here. He starts talking about this. Headline reads, now at number 13, are the Packers plotting a, a move even higher? On Monday morning, not long after the Jets and Packers had re-engaged uh, their Aaron Rodgers talk, trade talks, and it appeared that uh, the plane would land on Friday. Chris Sims made an interesting suggestion. What if the Packers are looking to use extra 2023 draft assets to move up in round one? If so, the Packers need to get the deal done ASAP. And they did just that. Uh, John GM uh, Brian Gudkunst. Uh, made it clear on Monday that was important. They got it done. So they received the second-round pick that everybody assumed they'd receive. Of course, we talked about that. It's not a big deal. It's a second-round pick, right? The stunner came. Well, the stunner came. Here it is. From the flipping of the 13th and 15th picks in round one. While only two spots, it's a huge move. And it potentially lays the foundation for a move even higher by Green Bay. How? Because you're going to take the second and package it with the one or take the second and package it with your second and try to move up to the first for another first pick and then put those two picks together to try to move up from there? I mean, I guess. But 13 to 15 isn't going to do it. Maybe the second round pick because maybe you take your second and the two seconds and you try to move up in the first. And then if you take two twos and you move up into the first, then you have two ones. And then maybe you try to move up from there. Or you take the the second conditional next year. But, I mean, is anybody going to want to take a conditional next year? I mean, if Rodgers blows out his Achilles week three, uh, that's just going to stay a two. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, sure. You could do some creative shit any draft. For sure. I'm not going to take that away. But moving up from 13 to 15 is not that big of a deal. And if you want to go through old drafts, I mean, it, every pick in the first round just depends on whether or not you hit. So last year, the 13th pick was Jordan Davis for the Eagles. After that was Kyle Hamilton, Kyle Ham- Hamilton, uh, which kind of was a referee but played. Kenyon Green to the Texans after that. Johan Dotson uh, to the Commanders. Zion Johnson, guard to the Chargers. Traylon Burks. I I mean, you know, but the Steelers got Kenny Pickett at 20, and he's going to be their starting quarterback this year. Chiefs got Trent McDuffie. Packers got Quay Walker at 22. You know, so, like, he moved up from 15 to 13. Like, okay. I I mean, here, I just read you 13, which was Jordan Davis, all the way down to, like, uh, you know, 22. 
You're telling me that that any of that was more valuable than the rest? And then if you look at other drafts, I, I mean, you, you could laugh at everybody here because you go back to the 2021 draft, uh, Micah Parsons goes at, at 12. You go value per slot. I, I mean, he's so undervalued there at 12. Right? But nobody wanted him. You know, I mean, the Giants had their chance to get him, and they needed defensive help, and they traded out of it, that position, to, you know, for Justin Fields. Gave that pick to the Bears for Justin Fields. Micah Parsons went immediately off the board right after that. The pick after Micah Parsons, Rashawn Slater. Elijah Vera Tucker after that. Mac Jones at 15. So you went from Micah Parsons at 12 all the way down to Mac Jones at 15. Obviously, Parsons the best of the bunch, but all those, all those, players are starting. And Mac Jones is a starting quarterback. We'll see what the hell happens, you know, there. But you know, I I mean, 13 to 15 is not that big of a deal. So I don't understand it at all. And even reading Florio, who gets paid a lot of money for working in this league, and, uh, you know, kudos to him and the, the you know, rag mag that he took to all new heights. And, uh, you know, I, I actually brought that fucking guy on the 790 on like a weekend show with me and Zach Krantz. Oh, shit. I completely forgot. Tomorrow, Zach Krantz is coming on the program. The one and the only. Uh, he worked with Zach down at 790. He was working, uh, co-hosting and producing for the great Joe Rose. And uh, at 790, got to know him real well. Uh, great dude. And I said, you know what? I, I finally want to get some other fucking people on the show outside of me and my brother. Because I'm sure the three people I listen get bored the fuck out of listening to us. So uh, I reached out and I was able to grab Zach. So he's going to come on tomorrow, which uh, should be a lot of fun. I actually have, I, I was going to try to cut up some audio uh, from our shows back at 790. Uh, but I, I can't do it because I, I actually used two computers and I can't get that audio onto a third um, even though I got these uh, two little rinky dink sound machines here I can't easily move the audio to those it's one of the things that I've got to upgrade uh, in the future but uh, anyway Zach is going to be coming uh, in to the program tomorrow so that should be exciting uh, and then I completely lost my thought we were talking about draft picks um, and how meaningless it was how did I get to fucking uh, him and fucking Flory oh Oh, Florio, me and him. Uh, me and uh, I think it was me and Florio. Me and Florio. Me and Krantz had Florio on on the weekend. Um, but uh, Florio took this rag website that was awesome back in the day because he literally gave you info and nuggets that you couldn't get anywhere else. You, you really couldn't. And he, you know, blew this thing up. And kudos to him. I remember when I, I found that fucking site, and I was interning at WFAN in the city. And I used to just take the shit I read on his site and just fire it back at everybody in the newsroom. And I would go, you know, I'd have these long conversations with Steve Cohen from, uh, at the time he was reporting the Jets, but he just, well, he just, he then became like the executive uh, producer of all of serious sports programming. And I think he just retired. But anyway, and he'd been like, oh, yeah. He's like, you know, you, you follow the NFL pretty. And I was like, yeah, I follow the NFL. I'm literally just ripping off Florio tidbits from uh, the old school pro football talk, which is not the same anymore anyway, because now it has just become a clipping site. Uh, good to get news, but it's not like what it was because, I mean, everything is just a clip of somebody else's story with some kind of commentary. And then he throws in some kind of, you know, political, democratic, uh, liberal, you know, editorials in here and there. But anyway, so uh, that was the 
the the big value in this trade and the reason that the the you know Schefter blew up and everybody has been saying what a great deal that the Packers got. I I don't understand it, but it's it, the value of moving up from 15 to 13 and then getting a, a second rounder plus you know a a possible first rounder next year, but definitely a second. So anyway. Uh, what else do we got here? Let's get uh, back to the news uh, as we're running a little long here. So we also have 50-year options. 50-year options came up today. We know that Tua had gotten picked up. We know that Atlam had gotten picked up. Tristan Wirfs got anchored down in, in the box. Gave him a big fucking X. Only because he does not want to be there. I mean, who wants to be in Buccaneers right now with everything that's going on there? They just went through a Super Bowl. Great times. Brady, he says Sayonara. And all of a sudden, it's like Baker Mayfield. It's like, oh, Christ. This is going downhill. But he got he got snagged with that fifth-year deal. So he's going to have to be there. But we have uh, two new people to the fifth-year extension, fifth-year option club. And that is Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson. No surprise there, as those two are two of the best in the biz at their position currently. Uh, I mean, Justin Jefferson has has been remarkable uh, since he has come in the league, and I think you, you got to look. But there are like you know funky stat things. Like I think he's had like the most yardage or touchdowns over three years. You know, compared to any other rookie or something. You know, you got to look. But I mean, he is not only phenomenal, but he's put up stats to uh, go along with it. And then you have Joe Burrow, who obviously suffered the knee injury. I believe it was his rookie year. But after that came back and has just been nothing short of spectacular, taking the Bengals to the Super Bowl just a year ago and then performing really well last year on top of it. So those two guys get thrown on to the fifth-year uh, the fifth-year option club. And that leaves the one story that was left. And as I was talking about Jews... <laughs> Who wants to wheeze the juice? No, wheeze the juice. Uh, who I fucking Encino man, right? Uh, so anyway, the story today that came out that's fucking awesome. And again, this is like the weird environment that we live in regarding sports and gambling and sports gambling, and the fact that it is completely and utterly not regulated, unregulated, irregulated, unregulated. Holy fucking shit. Hold on. I got to stop fucking. Here we go. You ready for this? They were just showing highlights. I'm telling you, you got to watch the goddamn Oilers-King series. The Oilers are now up 5-2. The game is a fucking blowout. But they just showed a highlight. And I missed this at the time. There was a slap shot that literally went off an Oilers face and went into the goal. I mean, the guy took a fucking slap shot to the face. I don't know if he lost the tooth, but to the face, and then it went in the goal. I mean, that's you fucking. That's using your head. Aha! That's what I did there. You are a stupid oh, asshole. That's exactly what he is. Sorry, it was just there, so I had to take it. Um. So anyway, like I said, uh, the gambling environment is just. Completely unregulated. They don't have an SEC. Right? They're not doing a filing of, uh, you know, your bank accounts or your, you know, the SEC monitors all kinds of trading in the financial industry, right? And, you know, 
specifically certain people are regulated, they have to bring their accounts either under the house of the company that they work for or they monitor. I mean, there, there is just so much regulation. And they search for this shit. And they, you know, you can look it up online. And there are people get get caught constantly. Uh, not not like the insider trading stuff, but like trading when you shouldn't. Uh, you know, and, and making size trades when you shouldn't. Not clearing them, right? Like people have to clear their trades with the companies that they work for. Um, and in the, at least with sports gambling, like there just isn't any of that. It, it, it's just on the operators. And so you hear these stories, you know, and like, I, and I don't, there's got to be something behind the curtain because, you know, they're catching people, they catch Ridley, they catch, you know, the four or five people uh, in Detroit. Some gambled on NBA games and then others, uh, uh, Jameson Williams, right, uh, was just trading in the building, but uh, not on NFL games, right? So for them to catch them, I, you know, they have to know what the accounts are. And then they have to be able to track where they're coming from. So there's got to be something going on behind the curtain. A probably like a geolocation thing plus, I, I, I don't know, I, I maybe. Because I guess the NFL asks you voluntarily for your account info. Because I don't know if they would have the power to go and demand any account tagged to a social security number and provide those operators with the social security number to ensure that nobody's gambling. Like, I just don't know how the regulation is done. And it's so new that I, I don't, you know, the government said yes to it, but I don't know how any of it's being monitored, right? So, and the long, the short point of this very long story is that you're going to see stories like this come out continually, right? And some of it's going to be garbage, and then some of it's just going to be somebody trying to become famous through the intranets. And so this has to do with the upcoming draft on Thursday. And a story about, what the hell is the guy's name? Uh, Will something? Uh, Is the the quarterback for, give me a second here. Uh, I had the fucking story. Hold on one second. Um, It is Will Will Levis, Levi's, Will Levi. Uh, His odds to go number one in the draft rise astronomically after a post to Reddit. Right? So here we go. Uh, Levi's odds to go the top pick were at 40 to 1. And then on Tuesday morning, there's a post on Reddit that claimed whoever wrote it said that Levi was telling his friends and family Carolina will in fact take him on Thursday at 1. And so after that drops... There's a couple of bets that are taken across the operators, right? Operators being FanDuel, Caesars, BetMGM, uh, DraftKings, uh, 365Bet, right? Uh, you know, Rivers, uh, you know, name your sports book here. Caesars reports that they took a pair of $500 bets on Levi from a better in Illinois at 16 to 1. 
and then another one, another bet at eight twenty at eight hundred twenty-five dollars when the rate where the odds were twelve to one, and that was from a better in Colorado. So, and they said there were three bets, so there were two five hundreds and then an eight twenty-five, and the two at five hundred were in Illinois at sixteen to one. The one in Colorado was eight twenty-five at twelve to one, and they were all bet Tuesday morning eight a.m. And so. Before you know it, those odds go all the way to four to one. <laughs> That's it, Gonzo. So if you thought that you were going to be getting in there, uh, no dice because any arbitrage that might have been there in that story were way gone. Now, how can you believe that a story broke on on Reddit would be legit? But as we said yesterday, you know, if AKG is is dropping, you know, stories, anybody can drop stories. American Ninja Warrior hosts can try to break news about Derrick Henry going to the Eagles and it just being patently false. But then again, this kid from Reddit could be completely right and Levi could go number one in the draft. You wouldn't believe it from anything that you've heard right now, but uh, that easily could have happened. Holy Jesus, and I'm watching another hockey game. This is the Islanders versus the Hurricanes. The Hurricane player just took a fucking slap shot off the face. His didn't go in the goal. He just started bleeding like a WWE wrestler. Just blood everywhere. I'm telling you, the NHL playoffs right now is fire. Hot fire. Fucking flex bomb city. So anyway, this kid could be right on, on Reddit. And be 100% accurate uh, and just blew it for anybody who thought he might have been in the know, right? Because, uh, I mean, if you, like, if you're Levi and you knew this was going to happen, you don't need the money. But you know there are certain people out there that might need the money? And this is where the lack of regulation and insider trading, I I mean, they're just, the, the environment isn't built to pick up on that shit yet, right? So if you're Levi and you get that call and you know, you know that, and you have like one or two friends, super close friends, like wouldn't you just tell them like, hey, look, I'm going to go number one, right? So you can't go run and like drop tens of thousands of dollars on this because it's going to draw a red flag to you and to me. But like, I don't know. Like, take two 500 bets, two two $500 bets, spread them out by, like, a day or two. Take one on Monday, put another one down on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, right, at me at 40 to 1. Just do it, you know. Do, do, two, two 500 bets, 1,000 bucks, you know. Or, you know, do 1,000 here and do, like, 725 here. Or, you know, just don't load it up. Make sure to spread out the days, you know, spread out the amounts. Don't make it look too obvious. But... You know, make yourself some cash. I mean, that's what you think would happen. But for it to hit Reddit, you know, Levi tells all of his friends and his family. I mean, that just blows the whole thing. Not to mention, the NFL draft has been so close to the best uh, ever since Schefter ruined that one year where he was just announcing all the calls (laughs) as they were coming through. That, you know, the NFL has made it... a very, very understood across the league that you are not going to fuck up this draft. You are keeping all of your picks to yourself. You're not telling anybody anything. And you're going to wait the full five minutes for your pick. Ten minutes or whatever it is. 
and we're going to keep the ratings through the goddamn roof and bilk every advertiser for every single dollar that they have. But you are not telling anybody anything until your five minutes is up on Thursday night. Period. That's it. So, you know, how would this word leak? You know, friends and family. So, uh, you know, Carolina tells him. He tells his family and his friends. Tells everybody, I'm going number one. I'm going number one. I'm going number one. How does that news break? Oh, it doesn't break through Reddit on the internet. But then again, it might be fucking true. You never know. We're just going to have to wait till Thursday. So anyway, uh, that was a that's juicy because I you know to me that is one of the things that going on over the years is something that is going to have to be looked into a little bit more. The the professional sports leagues here and I, possibly the government is going to have to find a way to monitor all this shit better because from what you can tell, <laughs> it's just not. Right, and again, I don't even know how Calvin Ridley or these other guys got caught. Right, I mean, you just betting. If you're not allowed to bet, and the story continued that I guess I I read also that they haven't talked about it, but there's been a lot of league personnel that have also gotten fired uh, from betting on professional sports. Right, so if you know what the rules are, right, I, I mean, and the one is that you cannot bet within the NFL facility. With geo-tracking and everything else that goes on today, why would you even think about placing a bet inside the building? Like, just go home. Better yet, I mean, if you're one of these NFL players, just shoulder-tap a friend of yours and just been like, hey, I, I, I want to start an account. I, I just, you know, I like gambling, and I can I use your info? I, you know, start up an account. I'll buy a burner phone for you. You know, and, uh, you know, if you just give me your info, it'll be all my money, you know, or I'll give you money, you can deposit it, and then I'll just use your, your phone to make the bets. It'll be your name, uh, you know, yeah, I'll give you, you know, 25%. Uh, I mean, there's just 8 million ways that you could do it and, you know, not get as close to caught as actually having your account on your phone inside a building where you're not supposed to be going and then just dialing up and betting on college volleyball, whatever the fuck it was. I mean, it really is just... No good. No good. Don't do that shit. Anyway. All right, that's enough. Uh, We out. I got no more to say. And nobody's listening anymore anyway. So, uh, peace out. Remember, tomorrow, Zach Krantz is coming to the program and we get to kick back and uh, talk about old times and laugh a little bit. So uh, until then, enjoy. Peace and I'm out of